and we're live. Hey. Yo. Hello. Hey, yo. Yo, hey. Hey. Yo, hey. Yo, Joey. How's it going, guys? What's new yo. with you? Good. How about you guys? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Can't complain. I was out today, dude. I, the temperature and pressure change here, just like I was on my ass for most of the day with a headache. It was so mm. bad. I thought you meant you went outside and did some stuff. <laughs> if by that you mean no. shoveling snow, then yes. Well, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It's, there's a I'm lot sitting of snow. at a cool, like, 15 degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you feeling better now, Paul? Yeah. Uh, I felt better about an hour or two ago, so that was good. I was worried, too, because I was like, I'm not going to sit at a computer and do a podcast if I feel this shitty. And then it went perfect. away, and I was like, okay, we're good. Oh, perfect. It was meant time. to be. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, last weekend, I did a couple, uh, watched a couple old movies to show my girlfriend them. Um, oh, yeah? And I also wanted to know if, how they stood up. Uh, okay. And, all right, I'm going to tell you the names of the movies, and I want you guys to tell me how you think they stand up. Okay. 300. Probably all right if you like action movies. It's weird do you bring up 300, because somebody I was talking to also brought up 300 this week for some reason. Um, I bet it is probably about a 6 or 7 out of 10 still. Yeah, I think that movie I thought actually held up, like, is better than I remember it. Like I had, I had sure. more fun. Okay. I was expecting it to be like kind of just worse than I remember it, but I had uh-huh. a lot of fun watching that movie again. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, c- good action. I'm going to, I would say Zack Snyder's best movie. <clears throat> oh, wow. wow. Well, why? What are you holding up there? Are you a big sucker punch fan? Let me see what else he's done. Cause I can't kinda remember like everything. Watchmen, but sort of. Oh, I yeah, definitely kind of like Watchmen is, better than 300. That's not I, well, I think Watchmen's fine. I think 300 is better than Watchmen. Let's see what else he's done here. Sucker mm. Punch, um, Man of Steel, Justice League, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, which, I, oh, I oh. saw this week, they're bringing Jared Leto's Joker into that. So Why? <laughs> That movie is a parody Great. of itself. <clears throat> Even though I don't love it in comparison to the original, especially, I think his Dawn of the Dead is better than Watchmen and 300. Okay. I actually have not seen Dawn of the Dead, so I'll, I'll give you that. Would you say it's a second? But no, you're, you said you're a Watchmen fan, so you would put Watchmen above it. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, like, the Watchmen show is real good. I'll, I'll say that. Yep, that show Watchmen good. book's real good. I don't think that movie's very yep, good. Yep, it's very, very good. Um, okay, the next movie, Borat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's one of those things that it was a thing of its time, but I bet it's hard to watch it back now. So you're saying Borat does not hold up in 2020? Well, the fact I mean, that Borat it, 2 comes out tomorrow... It's actually out now. You can watch that. Borat 2 right now. Oh, can you? But, uh... I do plan um, to watch that this weekend. That was kind of the genesis of it is we were some yeah. friends and I were talking about Borat too. And my girlfriend's like, I've never seen Borat. And I was like, really? That thing was huge at like my elementary school. Yeah. Like if you were like an 11 year old boy, you loved Borat. 
Yeah. The part where he says my wife? An 11-year-old boy, but... Yeah. I mean, close enough. Um, I, be, I bet sensibilities-wise, it doesn't hold up for a lot of people. I bet I would <clears> still enjoy it, though. Where yeah, think I think some, lands, the humor is probably going to be super crude, but it probably still otherwise holds up. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of parts where you're like, that w- it probably wasn't okay to say that back then. It's no. really not okay to say that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, going back in to watch Borat, which I hadn't seen you know, since it came out, um, mm. all I could remember was the naked men wrestling in the, the hotel. <coughs> that's, that's all I could oh. remember from that movie. That's um, right. And yeah. then and then also he says my wife. Um, he does. My wife. Yeah. My wife, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like that's the thing that kind of outlived that movie and his show. Yep. Yeah. So so we were watching Borat. It was it was me, my girlfriend, and my roommate. And my roommate and I who had seen Borat before. We we both kind of agreed I never need to see Borat again. I definitely okay, did sure. not need to see it a second time. <laughs> sure. What you're saying okay. is you've already got the movie like Borat 2 ready to go. We're, and we're going to watch this weekend just because I'm so curious sure. what a new Borat is like. What what is yeah. a new Borat movie? Remember like, that, that, Bruno, the other it. the other movie that was basically like that that Sasha Baron Cohen made? Didn't Bruno, everyone yeah. hate that movie? Yeah, ev- that was a pretty mm, bad movie. Most yeah. people hate I, that. Movie. I did not yeah. see that. I just remember that like the next few afterwards got like destroyed by the critics. Um, anyway. Uh, so we'll see what Borat 2 is like this, this weekend. You guys going to check out the new Borat? No. Nope. For sure. I'm so excited for it. Okay. Okay. So we'll have to talk about it for sure. Sure. We'll spoiler cast it. You know, I'm sure we'll have tons of, <coughs> oh, yeah. tons of great lore and, and good <laughs> yep. story to, to talk and spoiler cast it. That'll so. be a good talk for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. That, that monologue at the end of 300 chills. You know, it's like, yeah, you are going to destroy that guy let's go one-eyed dude yeah that's a it's a good part of that movie sure but yeah anything going on with you guys anything else before we dive in nope mm, not really Halloween no. plans halloween's coming up just over a week we're gonna put candy outside the door and then just turn off the lights do you, are you nice. do you think you're gonna get trick-or-treaters yes 100 percent. wow i'm pretty sure like my town has decided no trick-or-treating I think uh, even if even if Calgary decided no trick or treating, people would still do it. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. Everyone just put I your hands in the bucket. I don't mind the idea. Bucket. It's like literally the one time a year p- kids were wearing masks and gloves. So yeah, I guess they're yeah they are going to have gloves on, but I don't know. I think I, it's I a worse idea that they it. open schools up <laughs> than trick or treating. Frankly, yeah. Well, we'll see. You'll have to report back. That'll be after next week's show, though, so we'll, we'll hear back yeah. later on. Anyway, let's do the show now. This is the Top Down Perspective for October 22nd, and I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, started off last week. Uh, we played Jackbox 7, the new Jackbox party pack. Okay. Uh, it's it's okay. Um, what are the what are the, sh- what are the show? What are the games? I need to know. What what are the sequels? What's the bad one? Sure. Okay. So the games or the games in it are Quiplash, The Devils in the Details. Is it like Quiplash like three? 
three. Yeah. Okay. Quiplash okay. three. Uh, and it's still Quiplash. It's still the exact same thing you would expect. Sure. Um, I guess like whatever change is in it now is sometimes they add in another player's name into the prompt. So, so it's like directed <clears throat> at someone. Yeah. So okay. I guess okay. that's wacky. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Sure. Um, the next game is called the devils and the details. Uh, it's basically you play, it's a whole bunch of mini games. Think like, you know, among us has a bunch of mini games and you're trying to like, as the crew play them to like reach a goal. It's kind of the same yeah. idea where everybody's trying to reach this goal where you play a bunch of devils doing chores, like a family chores. Um, the right. twist is, is that there are some goals that don't help the family, but give you points and like you. So they're like selfish goals or whatever. So you can try to win or whatever. Like you get points for doing everything um, together, but at the end of the game, if your family doesn't reach its quota of chores, nobody gets anything. You all lose. So you're trying to balance doing team stuff together so that you win, but also sneaking in some like selfish goals so that you are the winner at the end with the most points. And like people can stop you from doing them and stuff like that as well. Um, the problem with this one is that it rewards to like it's hard to want to help the family win if you're not the one winning like of course the people with like 20,000 points are trying to do family chores or whatever but it's like well I'm not going to win why the fuck would I want to win this game for us like I don't want to help you win so it kind of devolves into this like chaotic I'm going oh, to right, just cause, not cause do you anything. know if you let the family win that the family actually isn't going to win because you have so many points like the other person, if, like if you if you meet the quota, then the person who's in first is going to win. You're not going to win. The person in first is going to win. So why won't I try to sabotage this? So how this does point? the family win? Do you have to just ensure that no one has done a selfish chore? So the point it doesn't matter. Even? At the end, there's always somebody with the most points. There's always one winner, even though the family okay. has to work together so that everybody wins, which is the problem. Okay. Okay, and can you see everyone else's points? Yes, at all times. Oh, interesting, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, so it's like, well, I know this guy's going to win, so I'm only going to do selfish tasks to make sure that we can't win. Because if you do too many selfish tasks, you get locked out of the house, and nobody can do any points at all for the family quota. So it's like, well, why wouldn't I do selfish uh well, I guess tasks. that's kind of the, the push and pull is you're going to start doing just selfish tasks and it's going to force yeah. the other person who is currently in first place to do family tasks so that everyone can pass the, the that lo that family mark. But once you've done enough selfish tasks, you're going to end up in their shoes and you're going to have to do family ones. Otherwise, well, those points are going nowhere. So, so this I guess is that's the problem the is the people we were playing with are like not understanding that because like. The person that's in first, they're wanting to win, so they should be the one spending time to stop me from doing selfish tasks, say, right? What happens instead is that I'm getting fucking crab bucketed by the person in fourth that's like, no, stop doing that. It's like, what are you talking about? You're letting him win. Like, you should be focusing on stuff. It should be up to him 
to t- stop me. That's the reason why this exists is because when somebody's in first, they're more incentivized to stop me from fucking around. But yet the other people that are going to lose as well are stopping me for whatever reason. So I don't know. It's okay. weird. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you fix that either <laughs> with that game. That game's just kind of weirdly made, uh, weirdly incentivized. Uh, the next game is called Champed Up, and this is basically uh, TKO, oh, kind of. Okay, where that's a good one. You, yeah, you make a fighter, and then you get pit against another player's fighter. So, uh, make like are you drawing say, them or? Yeah, so like let's say the first prompt is you make a fighter, and somebody draws like. A hat a on a skateboard with a razor blade it's, or something. I mean, they're probably going to draw a penis. Yeah, well, okay, I'll tell you one that we got. Someone drew Shrek or whatever. And he okay, named I mean, ogre. that's the next thing. If you're done, if you haven't, you're going to draw a dick, you're going to draw a Shrek, you're going to draw Shrek's dick. That's like the thing. Yep. That's, the, that's the Triforce. <laughs> so they drew him called, and his name was Ogre or whatever, based on the prompt at the beginning. And then sure. somebody else got shown that character and was like, okay, create a uh, competitor for this fighter. So they drew Super Ogre, which is basically just a bigger Shrek. And then Classic. you, and then like when the fight happens, everybody gets the prompt of like who would win this based on the thing. And then people click on who they want to win, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. Which, it's so I'm fun. assuming it's just who drew a funnier picture, or like. Either who drew you have to draw like a really funny or good. So uh, based on the prompt that like you get or whatever, you have to draw something good or funny or witty from that. And then the next person has to draw something even better to one up it essentially is the idea. Right. And yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. OK, uh, the next I don't think one this is, is exactly Talk. like TKO, but I, I it's a, it's no, a drawing no, no. one. Yeah. OK. Yeah, it's uh, like TKO in that you're pitting up two things, two had drawings, drawings against each other and yeah. then the audience is or the people are choosing which is the better of them or whatever um right the uh, next, in the chat they're saying similar to super fight which is like a card game. yeah that yes, it's it kind sounds of, just like super fight yes it's similar to super fight yeah for sure um the next one's called talking points this is a presentation game where you are given so everybody puts in a bunch of ideas for topics that you were giving a presentation on. Then you get to choose out of like three or four of them, which one you want to do. And you just give a presentation about this topic. But the, I guess silliness comes in is that another player is given the opportunity to give you weird text slides, like PowerPoint slides and pictures that you have to like react to off the cuff. Oh, okay. This is a, this is very similar to just like a real world. Like I he- I heard of these like quote unquote pandemic parties games. Yeah, yeah. Like like for to do during like Zoom calls, um, sure. where where uh, like the idea that I had heard is if you make a presentation or like a PowerPoint, and you, but you pass the uh, the topic along to someone else, so they have to give a presentation on something they might not know at all about, and it can be pretty funny because they have to do like you know, however much research in a week yep. and then, all right, on Saturday, we're all going to give presentations on the, on the prompt we get, we got. And it's like, yeah. Oh, I gave this person 
Destiny's lore and they don't play video games. Um, and that's just funny. It's the same idea. That sounds like that. Yeah. It's it's the same idea, only instead of like an actual topic, the topics are basically quiplash prompts, essentially. Like okay. just a silly thing or whatever. And then somebody Can you give else, us an example? Um, none of that are family friendly, probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of some. Um Okay, like one of mine was um blank the unauthorized biography or whatever so i put jesus the unauthorized biography and then somebody did a presentation on that and then okay. there was like silly slides and like weird quotes and stuff and you can draw These on ones, the slides this while you're is very similar to um there was one in jackbox five about like an invention you had to make yeah yes, the, it's very similar to that it's very similar to that that one and, was good so that's cool well, I was going to say, those ones can be super hit or miss because it's yeah. it's basically you're doing improv at that point. And if the person yeah. who's doing it can't come up with something or isn't very great at like, isn't witty or, or generally kind of funny off the cuff, it can be really hard because they're like, it's a, it's a meat slinky. Yeah. You know, and, but, or if you have someone who's like really good at just being completely silly, then then it can be great. So it's, those those can be hit or miss. It's very much like that. Only the difference is that you didn't draw the picture that you're showing. Right, they're being yeah. their slides being presented to you by a third party or a second okay. party, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, and then the one that I really love is called Blather Round. And what this is is a player is given everybody's given like a thing to describe. Right? Think of it kind of almost like charades. Only you're choosing from like a list of different nouns and verbs how to describe it so i'm trying i'll think of an example here one of mine was aretha franklin or whatever that's what they have to guess right and it everybody that's guessing can type in their answers or whatever and then if an answer is close enough it just says like yeah you obviously know what it is and they give them the points but like the prompt i'll give is like an old artist or something like they uh, give you like a very not specific set of words to choose from and then like people are guessing it's like okay i need to narrow this down a little bit and then if somebody guesses say like um i think somebody guessed martin luther king or something um you can go kind of like martin luther king like you can click their answer and then like get them thinking on a certain path and then you just be like and then as the it get the time goes down and down uh you get more and more specific things so eventually i was able to put like the original diva or something like that like shit like that right and then they guess it they get points and then i get points for them guessing it for helping them out it's easily the one that takes the most brain power out of them but it's my favorite out of all of them for sure okay all right is that all the games uh yes i think it is that's five of so them. So would you is there even a bad one this time around? Because usually there's one that's just like, I don't ever want to play this one. This is a bad game. The Devils in the Details is uh it's fun, but once was enough for the night. Because it's a little it's stressful. It's the weakest at least, it's the weakest one. It's just you're constantly going. You're constantly doing little mini games all the time and like okay. worrying about what you, everybody else is doing. Like it's the most engaging one. So it's just exhausting, okay. kind of. Okay. Sounds like a pretty solid pack, then. Yeah, it's not too bad, for sure. Um, 
other than that, I've been playing Phasmophobia a whole lot. This is the four-player popular yeah. co-op ghost hunting game that yeah. came out a while ago by one person. Um, it's fun. It's a janky piece of garbage, but it's fun. Uh, there's a lot of really, really bad mechanical stuff in it because it's being built by one guy who probably is doing this in whatever time before he goes to bed after work or something. So it's not well optimized. Uh, sometimes it just completely breaks as in literally the ghost will completely break and you can't solve it. So you just have to leave and do another one. Um, but it's a very cool and fun framework for getting together with some buddies and like doing kind of a mystery thing and like working together to solve what the hell's going on, trying not to die and then getting some like money out of it so that you can buy better equipment to do better ghost hunts later on. So yeah, it's solid. It's a very good yeah, game. I've heard, I've heard about this game. I haven't heard how you like, what's the end state? What do you do when you find the ghost? Like, do you suck it up? Like Luigi's Mansion style? No. So what you're doing is you're do just you trying to it? figure out. <laughs> yeah. You're just trying to find out what the ghost is. So in your journal, you're looking for different clues. And then as you put in the clues, it narrows down what type of ghost it is. And then when you find out what ghost it is, you just put it down in your journal and you can leave and you get paid for it, like paid for the job. Um, and then you can get extra money in the job for doing extra objectives, like taking a picture of the ghost or taking a picture of some dirty sink water that the ghost has tampered with or um, doing certain things like that. So, yeah, it's Ghosts just are always about... just splashing around with the water, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing yeah. with that water, ghost? <laughs> Uh, I so I guess the big draw for this is it you it requires microphones and voice recognition because the game is listening to you constantly and the ghost will respond to you if you talk to it with certain things. So okay, All right. there's certain phrases that will set the ghost off um, to do stuff. Like I'll give you an example that actually just happened last night. Uh, so we were using a spirit box, and a spirit box for anybody who might not know is kind of like a broken radio that just consistently flips really fast through every channel. And the idea is, is that a spirit uses it by uh, going to certain channels of a, of a radio, like word by word and putting together like a sentence or whatever. This game isn't that. Oh, like how, like how Bumblebee in the Transformers movies talks for honestly. For yeah. Who, in the know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very much like that actually. Yep. Um, so this game, though, is basic. So it's one word answers. Um, so on the box, it said, hello. So I said, hello, where are you? And he said, behind. And I looked behind me and he popped out for a minute and looked at me <laughs> and then went away. And it was like, oh, all right. So we took a picture of him. It's like, all right, we got the ghost picture. <laughs> But then what? Like, Does he come and just murder you all? Like what? Yeah. What is- so you you have a sanity mechanic, which is kind of like um, kind of like a health bar almost. Right. And as it goes down, the ghost is more and more likely to hunt you. And during a hunt, the ghost can come and rip you apart or whatever. And then you're dead. Classic. Uh, yeah. OK. What happens if into ghost, your yeah. mic? You tell the ghost, I'm going to bust you, ghost. Uh, what if you tell the, so what if you tell the ghost was- busting makes me feel good? Get ready so ready for a bust we've we've done that obviously uh it's it's only programmed to recognize certain phrases currently 
and uh, to recognize. I would have like, to assume if, this is the first one the developer would code into it. No, come on. It, it more recognizes stuff like "Are you, I'm scared right now?" or "Is anybody there?" or like just stuff that you would like call out. Basically, this guy's never met a real ghost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, it's fun. It's a fun little game. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. It's a time sink. I've easily been like, I start playing. It's like, oh, it's been seven hours of this. What the hell? Because oh, wow. yeah, it just takes a while to get some of the missions done or whatever. The biggest problem right now with it is that first of all, it's a janky piece of garbage. Um, second of all, there's not enough different locations. There's a few different houses. There's a farmhouse or two. Uh, there's an asylum. There's a school. I know they're adding a prison, an apartment building, and a mansion at some point. Um, and hmm? I just spooky. Um. Yeah, I was saying that's I, I would sp- say, those are spooky places. Yes, I was just sure about commentary. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it is one of those games that looks like it's sc- like it would be really scary, and I guess it could be, but I don't know. There's something about you're playing like a horror game with people, and you're kind of doing like this like misresolving that the scariness doesn't really come through that much. Okay, because yeah. like you have an objective and you're working together for it, so it's like whatever. You got your friends there to help you. The Ghostbusters traveled in fours. So, I mean, that's just smart. Yep. Very true. How do you make a game about Uh, busting ghosts and it does not. And the first thing you code into it is not you saying Bustin makes me feel good. That's the very first thing he should have put into the voice recognition. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, But yeah, it's fun. Uh, It's one of those games that I find hard to recommend to people unless they have like one or two other people that would play with them because it is a multiplayer centric game and can you match make with randos you can oh, and it sounds like a nightmare <laughs> it is sometimes a nightmare i've tried a few times uh the first while it was really bad because it's like nobody had a mic and it's like well if you don't have a microphone i'm not going to play with you because we need to like talk things through and like set things up properly or whatever Yeah, we got to talk to this ghost and we got to talk to the ghost um, there's people that can play in VR with people that aren't in VR. So if you're not in VR, the movement is very janky and like everything is controlled by the hip. So what that means is that when you're like looking up or down or whatever, people are seeing your right from the middle of your body bending up and down and without your legs moving or anything. Oh, it's cause there's like, there's no neck control. Right. Exactly. It's just <laughs> okay. like really stupid looking. Um, it's even worse if you're watching somebody play it in VR because they have hand control and they're just doing these weird like hand movements in the game. Sure. Classic VR. Yeah. This is just. Yeah. VR, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Uh, there's cool. been more times than I can count of people just like joining a lobby and people being like, hey, is it OK that I'm drunk? And then I just <laughs> leave. Everybody that plays that game with randos is drunk, apparently, because it seems like one out of three games has drunk people in it. It's so just, you got your squad of four Ghostbusters, and then this is the, this is the token drunk guy. We got the we got, yeah. this is the guy you found just kind of lying in front of the doorway when you showed yeah, up. But we yeah we needed yeah. a fourth. He had a mic, so he was already one step above everyone else. I I have to say I had a good laugh though because. One of the nights that I was playing, 
He kept shouting, like, busting it, makes me feel good. Well, <laughs> So we're like, okay, well then you gotta come help us out. So it hit me that one of the nights I was playing that this is video games in 2020 when my character was just standing in a hallway while I watched a dude from the EU in the bedroom scream, are you there? <laughs> over and over at nothing. <laughs> and he got so mad because the ghost wasn't showing up. He's like, give us a sign. <laughs> well this is this is gaming in 2020 i'm sitting here watching a dude lose his mind at literally nothing <laughs> that is very funny that's very good yeah it's really good uh phasmophobia it is like 10 bucks so if people want to give it a shot you could i just highly recommend having somebody to play with um all right before we get your the- third game i think we should we should jump at one of john's games because it's similar John, you've been playing Kirby Fighters. Yeah, I'm okay. actually playing it right now. Uh, how? Ooh. Wait, how is this similar? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I, I oh, I can if you want. <laughs> what the fuck? I, we, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> Keep going. <clears throat> I've been playing Risk of Rain two. How is Risk of Rain two? Risk of Rain two is good. They just put the 1.0 on consoles. So I'm just going to stop you for a second and say the way you do that transfer over is um, I'm talking about phasmophobia and they're like, speaking of ghosts, ghosts of Tsushima, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that blah, was the gimme. Playing. That was the gimme one. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I thought mine worked. <laughs> I mean, it worked in throwing us all off, including you. Hey, John <laughs> should have picked up the ball and ran with it. That's not my fault. <laughs> you said, no, I don't have to. So then I didn't. Well, you, you don't have me, to. You, you don't have to out. do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't. You don't have to do anything. You made the mistake of giving What's, me an out. That was the problem. What's going on right now? <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think the podcast is breaking down. All right, but really, how's Risk of Rain two? Why did you play Risk of Rain two all of a sudden? So one launched on consoles this week. Oh, okay. So that means there's finally an, an, an ending. Um, so we yeah. played a couple rounds of that. First round uh, got killed on stage five, which I think stage five was also new uh, to us from since the last time we played it. The like kind of purpley area. I forget the name of it. Oh, yeah, it it probably was. Yeah. And then stage six. So stage six is the last stage, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So we played that one. The stage itself, um, it kind of it starts off cool, like good music. It's like, oh, this is like some final boss music. Here we go. But you have to just run for yeah. so long before you get to anything, um, yeah. which part of me is like, you know, this is actually kind of interesting because I know the longer this stage goes on, the harder it gets. So I'm literally watching this like difficulty meter go up while go I can't up. do anything. Yeah. So but at the same time, it's like seven minutes of doing nothing besides walking down kind of a hallway. I know. So it's a, yeah, it's really. I don't odd. like it that much myself either. <clears throat> like, I think it. I think the novelty I'm feeling towards it is will be done after this. The second time I get to that final stage, I'll be like, just get me to the end of it. Like, guys, this was interesting one time. Anyway, got to the final boss, lost after beating its first part. How many parts are yeah. there to it? I think only two. <laughs> okay, so during the second one with, with the like horde of enemies, uh, yeah, I lost. Mm-hmm. So we got to play through that one again. Um, but, you know, just good. I'm glad that it's finally 1.0 because I'm probably going to play a good chunk of it now. I've just been kind of waiting for it to, to, to have an actual end to really, like, dive into that on the Xbox. 
But yeah, yeah. that's Rain too. Yeah, it's a good game. John, if you want to talk about Kirby Fighters, you're sure. welcome to at this point. Kirby Fighters 2 is a video game where you play as Kirby and you fighters for the second time. <laughs> Nice. No, there's really not what else to there's nothing else really to talk about it. Like so Kirby Fighters One uh came out on the three DS a couple years back as a downloadable game, and that was and this actually is Smash like, Bros. Kirby, right? Yeah. And that was like a fleshed out version of like a side mode in one of the three DS like proper Kirby games. Yeah. So it's really just that on the Switch with online play and more forms and characters you can play as. That's about it. So it's it's right on. It's Kirby Smash Bros, basically. Okay. Yeah, this seems yeah, you know, Prince Money as far as I'm concerned. Like this seems great. It it's all right. I'm grinding through story mode right now cuz it's pretty mindless. Uh but yeah, like you start Is the, the game, story mode just a Kirby game? No, it's like DDD and Meta Knight challenged Kirby to a fight. So Kirby found a friend and tried to climb a tower. <clears throat> Wait, he found Wispy Woods instead. Guess he'll climb the tower again. Wait, he found <laughs> fake Meta Knight and fake DDD. Guess he'll climb the tower again. Wait, you found actual Meta Knight and right? DDD, but they ran away. I guess we'll climb the tower again. Like, it just keeps doing that. But you're having battles in between, right? Yeah, so each floor is a battle, and uh, you fight a different Kirby or a different uh, partner. And then when you beat it, you and your buddy get to uh, upgrade yourself. Like, you get, like, oh, you can extend your maximum health, you can extend your attack power, you can extend your healing, or, like, you won't take damage from traps, you'll be ready for bosses, etc. So it's like okay. a... It's like a Smash Bros. arcade mode. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Um, the one bummer is if you bought it and you actually just wanted to play with friends, it takes a while to unlock things because you start with three Kirby modes and like Bandana Waddle D. That's it. So you have to unlock the rest of the Kirby's and the rest of the partners by just leveling up and it can take a while to level up. Hmm. That's weird. That seems odd. Have you tried the online at all with just random people? I have not yet, no, but my friends have, and they okay. said it's all right. I was wondering just if the uh, netcode is any different or better than Smash's, but I guess... No real really definitive matter. answer on that. Yeah. It's probably it, about the same. Because Smash is pretty hit or miss. Sometimes Smash is perfect, sometimes yeah. Smash is <clears throat> utter dog shit. Yep. Man, that's Kirby Fighters 2. Back to you, Paul. <laughs> With Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods, Part 1. I like how he doesn't even give an out this time. <laughs> no. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Talk about Dude, it. Doom Eternal. Holy shit, this DLC is rough. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. It is so difficult. Rough as in <laughs> oh, hard okay. or rough as in like bad? Yeah, it's <laughs> difficult, dude. It is very much not like a... Even though it's a standalone thing... This is not the Doom Eternal that you want to start on. This is very much like you played through the main game. You know how this goes. Now get fucked, idiot. <laughs> like, it's crazy how difficult how many, some of these are. How often do you are. have to fight? All the time. It's, There's basically the no downtime guy. for fighting. No, no, the specific sword guy that sucked. The the Marauders? Um, was it the Marauder? The one that you had to, like, With the shields? The yeah. 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 Um... Those guys I've suck. had to fight like, them maybe five times now. I'm four hours in, so I finished the first level of three. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know. And they're, like, not even as bad. So, like, one of the fights, fight rooms started with fighting two of them at the same time, and that's how it started. Uh, and then after that, it was just, like, 
here's like four mancubuses. Oh, here's two cyber mancubuses. Oh, do you want two cyber demons now? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy yeah, I was, difficult. I mean, I was fine no with every downtime. enemy in that game except for the marauders. And like, it's like, because I would just be, you'd be darting around, moving real fast, doing your like triple jump and your dashes and just going chaotic. And then you had to like stop and like wait for this really specific counter attack yeah. with the Marauders while everyone is just like literally dumping on you. Yeah. yeah. They're still Eternal in the game. game. In fact, there's a new enemy in the game. There's turrets now, which are basically just mini Eye of Saurons that you have to snipe with a sniper. Okay. And I'm assuming they shoot like lasers or something at you. Yeah, they shoot just like little balls of energy or something at you, and then if you get too close, they hide. Okay, cool. Is it good? Are you having fun? Yeah, it's more Doom, so it's good. But man, that, there would that be, hang, it would be nice that have, hang on that yeah was a little rough. Not gonna lie, it would be it would be nice to have some downtime in between fights. It is literally you have a giant fight that takes like ten minutes. You go into the room next door, grab a key, you come back, you do a fight that lasts 10 minutes. Like, there is no time at all between fights. It is packed with that stuff, and I don't know that I like that. Again, I spent four hours, and I'm done one of one third of this DLC. <laughs> so, it feels kind of padded. Like stop playing it, yeah. No, I'm definitely... Right, this doesn't sound like it, it for me. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Eternal... Uh, and I was already getting kind of tired with the length of the fights in that. Yeah, um, this is nothing but fights, and they're extremely difficult. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is Bummer. definitely not for you. Uh, I The story stuff that's introduced in here seems cool. I just wish that it didn't take hours of fighting to get into it, <laughs> I guess, is the thing. But uh, I'll keep playing it because it's still fun to me. It's... There's not as many secrets and things to explore either. Like, it's very much just kind of a condensed... Did, I hope you liked the fights in Doom because that's all this is into about, like, a 10-hour package or something. But yeah, that's Pass. all I've been playing. All right. John, why don't you continue? Sure. Uh, I've been playing more Mario 35. Nice. Did you Thinking beat that it game still? What? Did you Did you beat it? Well... I've won a lot, if that's what you mean. Is it funner now that people have unlocked more than just one one? It is definitely way more chaotic now. Good. Okay. Yeah. Like, you'll get, like, waves of Lakitus and Spinies sent at you now, like, giant groups of Bowsers. It is definitely way more interesting. Yeah. It was... I played it only the day of it came out, and it was yeah. so fucking boring. Yeah. So. I would recommend giving it a cup... Give it a couple tries now... And sure, you'll yeah. you'll get a lot more different stages. You'll actually start on a stage that's not one one. Uh, nice. It is genuinely more interesting now than it was at launch, which makes sense because people have slowly figured out how to uh, actually pick stages. Yeah. In a way, it is nice. definitely harder now, uh, which is the trade off because now you're getting way more enemies sent at you, and some matches are faster. But I have definitely had a bunch of matches still go down to red timer and still take fifteen minutes. So there were people. That would die frequently just in one one from the first mm -hmm. Goomba. How many yep. people die now that you can start on a level with actual skill at the beginning? If it is any stage is not one one, you'll lose at least ten players. <laughs> I saw okay. footage of someone starting on like one four and ten people died 
Like it was oh impressive. It hey was man, impressive. If you, sometimes you have a bad run. Like who are yeah. you going to sit there and be like, I've never died to a Goomba like bullshit. Sometimes uh, you uh, accidentally die to a Goomba. Sometimes you fall in a pit. It happens. Pit for sure. All the time. That's how I die in that game is I fall in a pit. You're going to, you're going to sit there. You're going to look me in the eyes and tell me a Goomba has never killed you. Yes. I Goomba has never That's killed impressive me. That's impressive. Cause even Mario I can't do yeah, you're in Mario you're, 35. I, I have never died to a Goomba. I just meant I've died to. I have died to Goombas before, but not in Mario yeah. 35. Okay, well, you've played like an hour of Mario 35, so like theoretically, yes, you could have not died to a yeah. Goomba. But I just mean like seeing other people doing it—that's not insane. Sometimes you get a bad run. No, it's not insane that one or two do. It's insane how many people do generally. That's the thing. Yeah, that and, like, and consistently oh, wow. too. You'll like almost every match will have someone just die. A bunch of people just die off instantly. I think some people also just leave like before the match. That's starts. also possible. Yeah, yeah. I could say as someone who plays a lot of battle royale, yeah. Sometimes people are, hit matchmake and then just like go to the bathroom. They leave. Yeah, and then you, and then they end up being on your team, and it's like, please revive me. We're on, we're on a game where you can revive your teammates. Why are you just standing there? Oh man. But yeah, Mario 35 is still fun. Uh, I also nice. finished up Always all Legacy, and uh, I got all the items, which unlocks a new mode, which is pacifist mode, where you have to beat the game <laughs> without fighting anyone, including the bosses. Oh. Yeah, so instead of fighting the bosses, now there's these uh, tombstones that you would have been seeing through your original playthrough all around the map. If you can get okay. to them and uh, interact with them, they'll just kill off the boss in the dungeon you're in. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. That's not it, pacifist. It, it, that's well, more or that's just getting someone else to do. I it. guess I don't know. Like the idea is that like your your magic bar is wrapped like wrapped around by a rose, and if you kill anything, like it wilts, and then you can't get the pacifist ending. But you can just play the game normally otherwise. But uh, then you lose the ability to just skip boss fights and stuff like that. So. Okay. The only thing I haven't figured out, though, is what happens if I... Does it save automatically if I accidentally, like, kill something? Because some of the jumps are annoying, but it's also not that bad. So it's like a trade-off mm. of, like, not too bad and just annoying. But, uh, yeah, it plays all right. Still has that annoying... Uh, randomly, your your jump gets eaten if you looked at your map glitch. Cool. Yeah, but... <laughs> Do you like this game? You've right. been playing it for, like, three weeks now. Uh... That's about ten hours of gameplay. So, I'm at, yeah, I would assume it, it was yes. eight hours. Okay. Yeah, it was eight hours to beat the game, and now I'm just doing the <clears> passive <throat> run, just to see how it is. See if it gives me a better yeah. ending, because the ending yeah. in main mode still kind of sucks. Okay, that's Makes all sense. I'm playing. Other than whatever I'm streaming. All right. Well, I've got mine are pretty short because uh, most of my time has just been um, Ghost of Tsushima's uh, story mode, which I don't need to talk about anymore. But I did play some of the co-op mode that came out last week, or maybe two weeks ago, whatever it was. <clears throat> and it's good. I only played the first chapter because I'm waiting to actually play with not randos. Um, but the the first chapter, it's split up into like kind of three different parts, uh, all heavily focused with like a narrative that's going to go through. I think there's eight chapters in total, and then there's also like a like a survival mode, which I didn't look into, but I'm assuming it's going to be somewhat of a hordish mode. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't looked into that one too much. I was going through the uh, the story mode. <clears throat> but 
But um, the way they... It's actually kind of interesting. So the way they make this game have a uh, co-op mode is they take basically the main protagonist from Ghost of Tsushima. And if you think of, like... This this game is basically Assassin's Creed, right? Um, if you take an Assassin's Creed protagonist and you look at their, like, skill tree, it's always broken up as, like, warrior, assassin, and hunter. Warrior being your, like, regular fighting combat with, like, a sword, a spear, or whatever you're, you're using. Um, assassin being uh, your kind of stealth mechanics, your hidden blade attacks, stuff like that. Hunter being all of your, like, long-ranged bow and arrow kind of stuff. So all of that are obviously here in, in Ghost of Tsushima. And the way the co-op works is, since it's class-based, they split your character into each of those kind of sections so that you specialize. So if you're playing as... I think the first one is just like the samurai. That's just the default kind of um, combat. You're gonna you're gonna focus mainly on the combat. There's um, I, th- I think it might actually be assassin for the assassin one, uh, which is all which is more about being stealthy and you and you get a special ability for like stealth stuff. The I can't why can't I remember any of the names? Is it is it hunter? It's, I don't think it's Hunter, but there's also a bow one where it's focused on the ranged attacks. You stay in the back, you use your ranged attack. And then the most interesting one is the Ronin. And that was the one I played because as far as I know, those abilities aren't in Ghost of Tsushima. So it actually seems like the most unique one for this. They're kind of the support class. They can heal your downed uh, characters, your downed allies. They can also summon a dog that will fight with you. Um at the end of the day, though, they all play the same. Like, you can still do, like, sneak attacks, use a bow and arrow, and just fight with a sword in, in any in any situation. Uh, it just mainly seems like you're kind of, you have, like, a special ability and, like, an ultimate ability that will fo- be focused on these different kinds of attributes. So, like, the Ronin's ultimate ability is he can res everyone who has fallen on his team all at once. You know, kind of like uh, Mercy did in, in Overwatch. Um, whereas the samurai's abilities, he can like dart between like three people and like immediately kill them really fast. So, uh, the, uh, the arrow one shoots like a bunch of headshots, like immediately stuff like that. Um, so you kind of just like, what, what do you want your ult to be? That's the main question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I played the first, uh, chapter, which was three parts The the areas you go to are just areas from the ghost of Tsushima map that you would have seen playing the game. Although now the sky is red and there's just a different color lighting around it because you're in the demon world now. Ah, and and weird Oni stuff is happening. Yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> but it was cool. It was me and one other person. The person's name was Temp and then a bunch of numbers, which sounds like a bot, but they were like running around in circles and shit like a human. So I was very, I, I have no idea. If they're a bot, that's a very good. Like, let's make this bot be like a human person because, you know, they were kind of coming near me and like crouching and stuff. They were doing human ass shit. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, and I, I don't re- if really know how on the PlayStation 4 to look up your like list of people you played with recently. I thought I found it, but it was empty. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. Anyway, but it's cool. So you can like ping different enemies to try and talk to your person like, hey, I'm going to do this. And one thing that's kind of interesting in the way they try to force you to uh, work co-op is if it seems like each, at least in chapter one, all of the enemies were like linked through 
soul magic or some you know video game nonsense they were linked to each other in pairs of two and if you killed one of them and didn't kill their like link partner fast enough they would revive themselves so you have to work with your co-op person to do like duo stealth kills or duo you know take them down pretty close to one another and a lot of the maps kind of set themselves up appropriately enemies will be walking in teams of two they'll kind of have their back and you can be like okay I'm going to ping this one so that you, your teammate will know, okay, I'll go for the other one. And then you can kind of go at the same time. And that's that's pretty cool. When you can, like, pull that off pretty easily without voice chat, that was a cool feeling. So uh, so we did that. I'm looking forward to doing more of those. Um, it's it's a cool mode. I'm, I'm honestly surprised they put so much into this single-player game for a co-op mode. So good, good for them. Um, you can also just jump straight into this if for some reason you didn't want to play the main story when you have this game. They give you a short tutorial on how each of the characters work and stuff, so you can just jump in without knowing anything. Cool. Uh, the last game I played, and this one's kind of interesting, is I played Red Out, which is that like spiritual successor to Wipeout. Yeah. I've been I interested played it on in Luna. Years. Okay. Because um, Luna is live. Right. So I gave that a try and this game was on there and I was like, if, that, if this game probably has, you know, some pretty fast movement, if there's going to be latency issues, this would be a good one to test it out. So that's what I wanted to try out uh, right now. Anyone can jump into Luna or they might have. I don't know if you have to like sign up for an invite earlier or anything, but there's a free seven day trial. So that's basically what I'm on. OK, um, <clears throat> uh, I was able to, you know, I just synced my Xbox one controller to my PC Jumped in, was playing Red Out, like, pretty much immediately. Ran, oh, excuse me. Ran totally fine. No issues whatsoever. No, I didn't experience any lag. There was, like, a network issue detected kind of pop-up showing up in the corner when I first loaded it up. But that didn't seem to affect me in any way, so. I I don't know what that was talking about, because everything was running and looking just fine. And to take a step back, if you don't remember what Luna is, this is Amazon's cloud gaming platform that they're launching to kind of go against uh, Google Stadia. Right. I was also, just before we went live, trying to get it up on my phones because it is available on iPhones now. Um, but it's pretty ridiculous. So I, I wanted to try it on my on my iPad. And so first off, I'm going to the website to play it. And they're like, oh, this browser is not supported because I'm using Chrome on my iPad. I have to use Safari, which is odd to me because on iPads, all third party browsers just use like the Safari backend with like a new shell on top of them. So it is technically Safari. Anyway, whatever. I have Safari on my iPad as too. So I loaded up the website on, on Safari to try and play it. And it says, OK, so for the best experience, hit the share button and then press Add to home screen, because on, on iOS devices on, for websites, you can make basically a shortcut to a website that oh, will show yeah. up on your home screen. So it's not a new app, even though it'll look like an app. But when you tap it, it'll launch like a Safari page or a Google Chrome page if right. you want like an icon on your home screen to go directly to a website. And I was like, I don't need that. I don't need that for Luna right now. I understand you're telling me that's the best experience because you want me to have a shortcut for Luna on my, but I don't need that. Just let me play it. So I said, no, thank you. And hit the button again. And then it told me for the best experience, I should do this. So it seems like I have to do this. Oh. And then I said, 
this is nonsense and close my iPad and I'm like, what are you doing, Luna? Get out of my face. <laughs> um, so just be warned that might be something you have to do, uh, which is honestly, it's not that big a deal if you're like bought into Luna and it probably right. would be a better experience, but I don't know why it was like really forcing me to do that. Anyway, I played the one game read out. There is like 50 games right now available part of the, as part of that free trial um that has a good selection you know it's got control it's got uh bloodstained river city girls overcooked 2 it's got a bunch of different ones uh a couple ones that are missing from its first uh reveal like i know it mentioned resident evil 7 that's not on there uh so maybe that's coming who knows okay <clears throat> actually just a quick side note speaking of cloud services i believe that Immortals Phoenix Rising demo is now live on Stadia uh, for people to try out. Hmm. So that might be something if you're interested in that. Neat. <laughs> anyway, Luna's a thing. I'm not going to buy the controller this time because you do not need that controller to use it. Um, uh-huh. So I so I, I I bought it at first and then I canceled it because I was like, I'm literally buying this to put it in a drawer. What am I doing? Like I can use my Xbox controller. Stop. I did that. All I right. I really like getting arbitrary controllers. That's all. There is definitely something nice to being like, look, do you guys remember this controller? This was the weird gaming service that Google was doing. Um, but it's it's not worth it. I, I'm not going <laughs> to open a museum. I'm not that guy. Anyway, let's go on to uh, the news. I was waiting. I, had, I was waiting for you to say it. I don't need to say it. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, they've announced when the raid is coming. I didn't even realize they were adding a raid to this co-op mode. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. That is very cool. So coming on uh, October 30th, um, what is the raid called? The Tale of EO, uh, which I guess is going to be, yeah, this is the culmination of the story in Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Legends is the co-op mode bringing the fight directly to EO's realm. The raid is divided into three chapters, requires a full team of four ghosts. Oh my God. Uh, so from what I understand, there will be no matchmaking. <laughs> so you need to kn- like know people who are going to play this. You also need to have a key level of at least a hundred as an absolute minimum before you attempt this challenge. Your key level goes up as you just like play more of the, um, of the game of the game. It also says like, make uh, like a gear score. I didn't even notice there was a level gear thing in there, but I, again, I only played that first chapter. So clearly there's a lot more to that co-op mode than, than I've experienced so far. Um, but that sounds cool. Uh, I want to do that. I don't know if I'm going to get a full four squad, but Hey Paul, if you want, you're the only some- other person I know that has this game. I know. That's the thing is I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a lot of people who played ghost of Tsushima. Um, anyway, I'm, that that's that's a cool thing that's happening. I'm I'm and I'm I'm curious. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, moving on, N- announced this morning, uh, original Fire Emblem is coming to the Switch. Did you guys watch this uh, video oh. announcement? This yeah, I saw this. Yeah, it's no. gonna be fully translated. Um, so this is what is the full title? Shadow Dragon and the Sword of Light. Some, and the Sword of Light. Uh, I needed to get a quick refresher on what this was. I asked our Discord. This we is played the DS Shadow version, Dragon. Right? 
Yeah. yeah. We played, sh- yeah. So Shadow Dragon on the DS, which we played on TDB Plus, if you would like to hear us go in depth did, on that. Did we? <clears throat> yeah. You weren't here we for did. that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember this. Well, you were Sean. supposed to play it. I could, I can tell you that. <laughs> Whether you played it or not is, oh, that's on, I don't know that. But, uh, but yes, Paul and I played it. I, cause I played it on the Wii U. Um, anyway, uh, that was a remake of this game. This is the game itself translated. Um, so apparently some of the mechanics are a little different. Yeah, they, oh, they slightly man. modernized the original game's mechanics for Shadow Dragon, and now it's uh, the original release is here now. So The chat is saying you were on uh, your honeymoon for this TDP. Oh, course. that's a good reason to not be on it. They okay. Think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um so they're translating this. They're also adding in like save states, being able to rewind turns and stuff. So a lot of quality of life improvements. Sure. It's going to be six bucks. Okay. Which is like, okay. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm paying attention. And um, it's got a uh, collector's edition, physical collector's edition you can get with like a art book for like the 30th anniversary of Fire Emblem and stuff like this. However, okay. it's That's a limited a time fake. release again. <clears throat> oh, yeah. This is coming right. out December 4th. The um, special edition is, I think, 50 bucks. Uh, and, and it is going away on that March 31st date. What is with Nintendo trying to, like, I don't get beef it. up their fiscal year? I don't get it. It's yeah. getting annoying. Like, I, if, if they had had a bad year, I could understand them trying to, like, artificially increase those numbers. But Animal yeah. Crossing came out. They had a great <laughs> yeah. year. Maybe maybe they know that that like last quarter is going to be bad for them and that's why they're doing this or something. I I don't know. This uh this physical edition is neat actually. The stuff they it's give neat. you is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, but you still only get a download code for the game, so you don't get a physical yeah. version of the game. It's just the book and everything. Yeah, no, you that's pay good. For the book and that. Right. And there's this like fake cartridge you get. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, NES cartridge, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I might look into this just as as a as a Fire Emblem fan. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, um, right? But, but I've played like every other North American release of them. So six bucks. Uh, all right, some Game Pass news specifically for uh, Android users of Game Pass. They have ported, I think, ten or is it eight? Shows ten. Here. They've announced ten additional titles. Uh, they've added touch controls to some of these Xbox games for people who are playing it on the Android, which I think that's pretty cool that they are going that far to make uh, these Game Pass games play even better. So if you don't want to attach a controller for whatever reason, maybe you don't have a controller around while you're out. Uh, the list of games that are available beginning today is Dead Cells, Guacamelee 2, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Hot Shot Racing, Killer Instinct, New Super Lucky's Tale, Slay the Spire, Streets of Rage 4, Tell Me Why, and Undermine. I think only two of those actually sound like they'd be great with touch controls. The other, I don't know why you would play those with touch controls. Yeah. But why not have the option? I think, um, say the Spire, that's a, yeah. That's an easy win. Yep, for sure. For sure. That game's already on mobiles. Like, it makes sense. Tell me why. Another easy one you can definitely do. Sure. Um, but like Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which imagine playing that with touch controls. I was thinking Streets of Rage 4 with touch sounds terrible. Mm. some of these also kind of make sense dead cells is already on mobile so i guess yeah. they've already like made those touch controls you know what I mean? so 
that's probably yeah. wasn't that hard to add into that one. Anyway, I think it's cool that they're even putting this in there. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, Ubisoft Connect. They are taking Ubisoft Club and Ubisoft and sorry, and Uplay and combining them into this new thing called Ubisoft Connect. Okay. Which isn't this also? Is this the name of their live stream? Or no, that's Ubisoft Forward. Yeah. Yeah, they're using very similar names essentially. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know why. I guess they're just finding some redundancies and they're putting everything together into one th- thing. Uh, apparently, a bunch of the club rewards are going are now free. A thousand plus of them they are advertising. Um, huh. I could not. I cannot tell you any more about this because I don't look that deep into Uplay at all. Um, but they did uh, also add... Uh, so the games it's going to... Um, which games will transition to Ubisoft Connect? Assassin's Creed Odyssey, For Honor, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, Hyperscape, Steep, Siege, and Division 2. And they're also adding a bunch of crossplay and cross-progression along with this. That's kind of one of the big features of Ubisoft Connect is these games are going to have those, which that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's good. Hmm, interesting. Devolver Digital bought Crow Team. I mean, that makes sense. They put out the last couple series, Sam's, but still surprising. Yeah, this does make sense. This is like... Does Devolver Digital... This almost feels like it already happened. (laughs) Do they have other developers underneath them? Um, Devolver? That are well-known, like Crow Team? I don't know. Because I thought Devolver was just publishing, theoretically, a bunch of indie games. They were just helping a bunch of these indie studios kind of get out there. But now they have developers that that are theirs now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Trying to see if I can find an answer here. I do like that this website is devolverdigital.com slash propaganda slash crow team and developer <laughs> and devolver got hitched. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. <laughs> and this just reminds me that there's a new Reigns game coming out from Devolver uh, any day now. So uh, now, now I'm happier than I was a second ago. But good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, that weekly makes sense. up in our weekly update of how big is Genshin Inc- impact. I would like to present to you with the Genshin impact official discord as of okay. yesterday is at a hundred is at 640,000 members. The official Minecraft discord has only 7,000 more members. Wow. <laughs> hmm. So. Keep coming back and we'll keep telling you how big Genshin Impact is. Genshin Impact is about to become one of those games that you just don't hear about anymore because it's it's just beyond video game news. It's so big. Yeah. Stuff, you know, stuff like Roblox. You don't hear about Roblox, but it's one of the biggest things ever. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Genshin Impact is just about to break that. I think Among Us is about <laughs> to break that. You know what I mean? I mean, Among yeah. Us has had a really big stream yesterday, so. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not even in the news. Yeah. Uh, was it one of the major new politicians in AOC. the U.S.? AOC. It was AOC. Come on, stream- man. I don't, I don't know. Some people might not know. Uh, 
streamed AOC among us Elhan with a bunch Omar. of streamers, and it's the third most viewed or third most watched stream out of Twitch's history. Yeah, it had four hundred and thirty thousand people watch, and the only things that beat it yep. were Drake uh, and Ninja once, at five hundred. Yeah, and there was someone else. I forget what the other one is. It was like someone's return. Uh Shroud. Shroud's return. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was huge. Also, I must say, because I don't particularly care for some of the people playing with her, I found that stream delightful. That was fun to watch. She looked like she was having fun. Even if it is just a PR ploy or whatever to get people to vote, she seemed having fun, and I liked it. I mean, people should vote. Mm -hmm. Please vote. (laughs) Oh my god, please vote. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. And not for Donald Trump. Oh, well. (laughs) All right. The unfortunate thing is I have no say either way. I get to watch from the sideline. So. I mean, I also have no say, which is why I'm like, please vote for me. Oh, you can't vote. Oh, yeah. He's not a citizen. It makes sense. Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) You're on a work visa. I get whatever you guys vote for. So vote. Yeah, that's true. People saying in the chat already did. Good. Nice. All right. Speaking of video games, Avengers, Marvel Avengers, the video game, um, gave us an update on when their next generation uh, versions are coming next year. (laughs) Sure. Why not? So uh, there's a bit of delay. They're also pushing back their first (laughs) character, um, which is Kate, Kate Bishop. Not as far back, but they are delaying her slightly. I'm trying to see if there's a specific date for that. <clears throat> and I'm not seeing it. But, uh, yeah, so Avengers, the next console, next-gen console versions will come next year. Okay. All right, last little bit of news. We saw Tom Holland as uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah. So that movie is real. It's actually happening. He looks... Have you seen this picture? Yeah. That's the outfit. That's the Nathan Drake outfit. Straight up. He's got the ring and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He does still look like a child. Um, (sighs) Look, he is supposed to be young, Nathan Drake. They specifically stated that. Sure. Yep. It's unfair, and I'm going to side with the shitty internet that won't shut the fuck up about it. But man, Nathan Fillion just looks like Nathan Drake to me forever. So like seeing anybody else wear this stuff is hard. They also did well, his also, facial like capture. Nathan they, also they, did that video too. Don't forget that. Yeah, he also did that like fan video too. Like, as far as I'm concerned, he is Nathan Drake. But like, I I don't know. I'll watch this still. It just uh, yeah. Seems I'll, weird. I'll definitely watch this. Like, I'm sure it'll be fun at the very least. Yeah. It can't be as bad as that light, latest Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh God, I hope you're right. <laughs> oh God. Uh. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, I like Tom Holland, so I'll watch Tom yeah, Holland in a movie. For sure. I'll enjoy that part. So, um, <laughs> I do like this first response to this IGN tweet is Nathan Fillion beside Nathan, Nathan Drake and how close they look. Anyway, uh, Uncharted 4 was a good game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do some questions. If you want to send in a question, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. I can read this first one from Kevin, 
who says, I really like the abundance of mountains and valleys in Genshin Impact and Breath of the Wild. The varied landscape makes navigating the world a lot more engaging than other open-world games I've played. Therefore, my question to you is, what games do you think make the best use of vertical space? Spider-Man. Oh, that wasn't how I thought that question was going. (laughs) Okay. Why, what did you think? Well, because Spider-Man doesn't have varied landscape at all, but it makes best use of vertical space, which is why it's like, oh. I mean, it's got, like, Central Park. You're right. It has that one area. Um, but yeah, I would I would argue that's probably anything that uses vertical space like that would be something that requires you changing like your height a lot, like a flight sim or a Spider Man. Yeah. Like Ar- I was thinking Arkham City as well. Like oh yeah, Arkham every City time. does too. Diving down from a building onto dudes and stuff, really fun, really good time. See, I would almost say a flight sim not because you never <laughs> go low enough for that stuff to matter. You're always just in the open space area, right? Mm, I see. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. What's the which Saints Row Four when you can fly around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna that that one's fine. Crackdown, I think, is a great use of vertical yeah, space. Right. Once you get all those agility orbs, just the whole fact of you have to to collect the agility orbs that was like the best part of that game. Yeah, jumping around and stuff that's very good for sure. Hmm. Um, steep was fun. Like I really like snowboarding games. Going down like a big thing, those are usually pretty fun, and they was got better as technology got better. This is kind of on the same path as the games I was just mentioning and, and Spider-Man, <clears throat> but Infamous was good. Um, as well as what was that other game that came out around the prototype. same time as Infamous? Prototype. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that one you could straight up like fly and glide around and you could get you could get going really fast. And now I'm thinking of just cause. Yep. Grappling hook. Grappling to the ground to save yourself, despite that making no sense. But that's great. Yep. Oh, Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. Oh, that's yeah. all vertical space. That's a, that's a yeah. very good that's one. That's another good yeah. one. That's a very good one. Okay. Next question from Suku Suku. So there is a uh, tweet here. I'm going to send it in the chat as well and open it here. But the question with it is, this is the original brainstorming session for the subtitle Donkey Kong Country 2. Which is your favorite? I'm fond of Diddy in space, even though he's not. (laughs) That's really good. I got to see this list. Hmm. Diddy's face, even though he's not, is really good. Diddy splices the main brain? What the hell? You the can't main get brain? Ritty Diddy is pretty good. Diddy's <laughs> old graphics in a new game. Beyond the Country. Mighty Morphin Power Diddy. Diddy's Dangerous Dilemma with Diabolical Demonic King Cruel. <laughs> Diddy's Desperate Search for a Good Name for this for his game. <laughs> Diddy punishes pirate punks in quest for kidnapped creature Kong. DK say two more of the same. Old King K rule. He's a silly old fool. I really like Diddy and Diddy in a dress. Diddy and female with hair. (laughs) Great. 
Diddy's search for a toupee or some hair restorer and some underpants. Diddy's old <laughs> graphics in a new game. These are I love all it great. too. I love it because there are stars between the ones that they were actually considering that are like aren't dumb. So like of course Diddy's Conquest, Conquest, um, Diddy Con Diddy. Country, Mighty Morphin Power Diddy. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. I do like ye, ye can he get ready, Diddy. That's just fun to say. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. The space one is very funny. It is, that is a very good one. Yeah. I like this quip on the side. Dixie was nearly named Diddy Ann. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, uh, Dead in Sky writes in and says, I got a friend into Blazeball a couple of weeks ago, and he just learned today that baseball existed. <laughs> Have you what? or someone you knew ever enjoyed a parody without knowing it was one? How oh. do you I don't not know if I even know believe this. Baseball exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you, you can't, you must not live in North America at that point, right? That, at that point, I can believe it. I mean, they do have baseball outside of North America. Yeah, but it's not like if you're in a country that is not common, it is my point. That must be the case for sure. That just still seems odd to me. Yeah, they're confirming <laughs> he's a Brit. So, yeah, he that's not a common sport up there. Mm, interesting. Um, as a kid, I really, really liked a lot of Al uh, Weird Al songs without knowing the original songs. Yep. Same. That makes sense. Sure. That's, that's yeah. the easiest answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers, not knowing that that was a, a thing as well. Yeah, true. Mm. I used to watch this uh, animated web show called The Decline of Video Gaming, uh, which was just a bunch of like jokes and video game references. But I was that was before I had played or heard of a lot of these games, so like I, I was hearing jokes about like devil may cry and metal gear solid before, you know, before I even had a PlayStation and access to those stuff. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing else. I don't think I have I anything. I will say baseball is better than baseball. Yeah, I think I agree. All right, Rasterman writes in with a few questions. Uh, first one, um, I kind of trimmed this down so it was a bit shorter. Is the lives system in video games an outdated concept in the industry or not? It it only works in certain games. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the life systems, but I'm also not a fan of things that kill you outright. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so Rasterman had sent in like a video that was kind of breaking down and giving examples. So stuff that was in, and I watched some of that video while we were, I was waiting to do the show. Um, so some of the examples was like, you know, dying in Meat Boy, doesn't matter, you start immediately again. Having Didn't lives we have this discussion sense. like last week? It was something similar. Yeah, we brought up Meat Boy specifically and how fast it restarts. I think I was talking about like Al was awakening or something like that. Or Al was. It could whatever. be, yeah. 
Uh, the video mentions like um, Mario Odyssey is the first time a uh, Mario game does not have lives in it. Sure. Okay. Uh, and then, so it kind of breaks it down. Like lives are basically <laughs> like a checkpoint system yeah. and it's just longer form checkpoints or short form. Like, do you start the stage over? Do you start a series of stages over? Do you just go back to the checkpoint? Kind of the crux of the video was looking at Crash Bandicoot 4 because it has a modern mode and then a like um, original mode that you can pick at the beginning where if you play it on modern mode, it just basically gets rid of lives. Okay. You play origi- sure. where it makes sense. Original, when you, you know, when you, when you get your game over or whatever, you will go back to the beginning of the stage. Otherwise you just go back to the most recent checkpoint. I think, I think lives are outdated and I think going back to the most recent checkpoint is, uh, I personally would just want to do that. Um, I guess the, in the, in the video, the argument for lives was, you know, are you trying to go overcome an obstacle or like a sequence of obstacles at this point now? Um, the sequence being like, if it, if you're going to put, go further back, do you need to do the stage in one life? I think the, the, st- the video was against lives personally. Um, yeah. Where do you guys land? I mean, I either, I play a lot of games where you have one life essentially and like a checkpoint system or whatever that sends you back a decent amount. I guess like the difference is doom playing doom eternal again. It has like checkpoints and lives and the life just like when you die, it instantly just like gives you full health again or health again so that you can keep fighting. And then when you're out of lives, it sends you back to the checkpoint. So So I don't know. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I'm not really for lives, but I'm not really against them either. I kind of don't care. One thing I thought was kind of interesting from the video is it said in a lot of games, the lives aren't even balanced very well. You either have so few that the game begins yep. to feel quite difficult or, or so you many. have so many they don't that matter. it doesn't even matter. Like you have 99 lives by this far. In. And I know that for a case like pretty regularly. I'll, I'll hear one of you guys saying that like, you know, by world two, I already had like 60 lives. Yeah. Uh, so like, what's the point? But if you, but again, if, and some examples in like Mario world, it's like, well, if you are actually needing these lives, then it's going to incentivize you to like get a hundred coins or, you know, find the hidden life block or play the mini games to get a life. Um, you know what weirdly uses lives in a very good way actually is playing expert and super expert in Mario Maker because it's endless and you go for as many lives as you have. So you in, it incentivizes you to try to collect lives while you play. Yeah, there's also so, a cap at sure. how many you can get, so it balance, keeps you per from level. disabusing it too. Yeah, it's right. kind of neat actually. Well, I mean, the weird thing about that is because if you're just playing someone's stage, coins like don't matter. Like, why are they even in here at this point? For lives, yeah. For, but if you're not playing the like endless mode or, or you know, oh, right, the thing, yeah, like the you, you can't tell what what way a person's going to play the stage. That's why they're in there regardless. So they're indicators right. usually, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just odd because they've kind of went from like they used to be something important to like now they're just here because it's a Mario game. Of course, you have coins. Uh huh. It's definitely odd. Yeah. Where, where do you land, John? Lives or no lives? I honestly don't care. Yeah. 
to be honest. There's like a place and time for both, but I, I would argue, yeah, lives nowadays kind of obsolete. I, th- I think I agree. It just seems, yeah, seems like you know, like a, a holdover from the arcade trying yeah. to get. Your oh, that's orders. exactly what it is. It is definitely a holdover from the arcade days. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Rashman has another question. Um, I also kind of trimmed this one down. So, a friend asked me to watch an anime without looking up a single thing about it. No artwork, synopsis, characters, nothing. I did, and after 20 minutes or so, I got what he meant. Has something of the sort ever happened to you with any series, anime, video game? How hard has it become to do such a thing over the years? Yeah. Um, I tr- So, this podcast is weird because it forces me to look at news and stuff. I won't watch trailers on my own because if i know that i'm gonna get something i don't want to know anything about it because why would i i'm going to experience it it's i actually don't remember the last time i've seen a movie trailer because i haven't been to a theater (laughs) in a long time so um i definitely don't like to know stuff going in i guess the last one for me is i went i knew there was something off with a doki doki literature club but i didn't know what so I went into that completely blind and I could see why people said to. What about you, John? Uh, I can't even think either of that one. Um, see, my thing is like, I, I don't even watch shows that often. So like, I'll hear like buzz about it. So like, I'll use the Mandalorian as an example. Like the only thing I knew about the Mandalorian going in was that people liked it and baby Yoda. Yeah. That's all I knew about it. And I was like, well, I guess I'll give it a shot. And I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but it is since my job involves me being on the Internet all the time. It's hard to not have at least some part of someone's opinion thrown at you about it or like some sort of media about something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I'm kind of like Paul in that I, I've stopped looking up trailers for stuff unless it's something I'm absolutely pumped for. Yeah. So. I don't think I, I can't think of an example where someone recommended something and I was already kind of blind to it. And then I just I, I checked it out. Um, I usually will look into something a bit beforehand myself. Um, also, when it comes to like games and stuff, I'm usually the one playing it first. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, no, I've definitely kind of cooled off on trailers. Um, I, I try not to watch as much as I, I can and then and go in as blind as possible. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Do you think there's an example where you would get more out of any kind of media by knowing anything about it? Or do you think everything would be better if you knew literally nothing? There's some media that it can be ruined for. Like, say, it's like uh, a choose-your-own-adventure style thing or like something with like big twists and surprises. But like they're kind of edge cases at times. Wait, so which one, which side are you arguing for? I would say let people be surprised by things. So yeah, so you're saying no matter, like everything would be improved if you knew nothing about it? I think it? a lot of things would be improved. I, here's the problem. There's no there's no exact, there's no black or white on this one. Like there's a lot of things that would be improved by this and there's a lot of things that would be kind of ruined by this because you would go and play a lot of things or see a lot of things that are bad as a result. Reviews and like previews and stuff like that keep you from playing things you wouldn't like or watching things you wouldn't like okay so that's the to trade play devil's advocate to play devil's advocate to that let's say it is a bad game or whatever yeah 
do you think you would actually like it more than if someone said this is a bad game and then set up some some kind of expectation to you? I think I'd be disappointed more if I went in blind and was like, oh, man, this does suck. Okay. <laughs> like if I went in like, yeah, like you're, you're going to kind of be disappointed by it. Then I was like, OK, yeah, they're right. Sometimes having expectations set uh, helps. So. Sure. Yeah. No, I could see that. Uh, all right. And uh, this last one from Raster Man requires me to look at the full list. Um, mm-hmm. OK, last from the past question. So, so we were sent this question uh, a long time ago, and we can try and guess what we said back then. Uh, Paul, this was before you. You're welcome to guess Nathan's answers. Okay. <laughs> wow, it's that old, huh? Okay. All right. I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how old this one. All right, top three <laughs> video game characters. Um, so I'm, I don't have, so they're blacked out for me, so I can even guess it before checking. But, um, John, why don't you start? Give me your top three video game characters. Oh, God. Or, Paul, if you if you can say one of Nathan's already, go ahead. Oh, I know one of Nathan's. It would have been Francis York Morgan, because that's yep, what he, all he exactly. talked about in that time period. Yeah, okay. That was my okay. guess, too, for that. Uh, one of mine is probably Samus. Okay. What I actually you, have Sean? no idea what I would have said. Uh I honestly have no idea what you would have said either. Honestly, I, I don't. So I'm even thinking like, what are my favorite? Videos? And I used to I listen every week. <laughs> so I, I don't even. Don't know. I don't. I can't even think of one now. Like what? Are, like what's your favorite game? Burnout Paradise. The car from Burnout. Yeah, I'm car. Not say DJ car. Good character. Yeah, exactly. I like. I don't think I would have said like Professor Layton, but I know I, I really like that series. So do we know I, what year this is? Let me look up I what came out that year. Okay. I don't know what year this is. Well, I mean, it was before 2013, right? John, I want to hear at least two more from you. All right. Uh, before I start looking at these answers. I probably would have also said Nathan Drake. And then, I can see uh, Sean was, saying Nathan a, Drake, too, actually. Yeah. I can't see myself saying that. I can't see John saying that. And oh, the problem is I'm trying to think of what that. the third character would be in that case. Because I'm like, I really like Solid Snake. Oh. John, do you think you may have said uh, Frank West? Me? No. No, okay. I'm. I'm just, I, I would have said Dante. Honestly, I'm gonna say Dante. Okay, I really Dante, like Dante. Sure. Okay. John, uh, n- before I look at the answers, do you want to guess any more of Nathan's Paul? John, you can guess Nathan too if you want. I'm trying to think of I mean, what else so Nathan. Was Nathan either. would probably say something know. crazy like Pac-Man. He probably would say like an older thing that he has like some fondness for. Sean, I think you might have said back then. Um, What's the Assassin's Creed 2 guy? I can't remember. Ezio. Ezio. I don't I don't think I would I say think that. You were, like, I, I think you were I don't have anything against him. Okay. Sure. All right. Looking at like how big these um like blackouts are, mine seem to be longer names than John's and Nathan's. Although John has a pretty long one. John might have like the longest name actually. What? what? Okay. okay. I'm going John, do you think you may have said Waluigi at some point? Maybe as like as a joke, I don't really think he's one of the, one of my favorite characters. I probably, okay. you know what? Knowing me, I probably said Samus, Captain Falcon, and Dante, and maybe a Mega Man. Yeah, Captain Falcon. I, I, yep. Captain Falcon's a good one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I wonder if I'm wondering if I would have said like a Fire Emblem character. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna start going through. This, oh, right? what about? Were you in a Mass Effect? I bet Shepard's one. I of was. Them. 
Shepherd, maybe, yeah, maybe, like maybe, maybe for Nathan one, even. For sure. I could see Nathan being could, really into it. I could see Nathan saying a Mass Effect character. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start going. With them, starting with Nathan. <laughs> oh no. We did not get Nathan said Big Boss, which actually okay. does make sense. Good choice. Okay. John Marston never would have guessed. Wow. <laughs> wow. It really is okay. just based on what he was playing at the time, I guess. And then Agent Francis York. Yes. Yeah, we, knew we, okay. we knew we got all right. York. Yeah. There's no way. I'm we're next. York I think I, this is such a question. I'm so curious. What? Oh man! Is it Captain Smiley from Comic Jumper? <laughs> what? Wow! Wow! You can definitely tell what was new at that point. <laughs> what? I I can tell you after I said this answer, I did not think about that character until right now. <laughs> For ten years, <laughs> I have a statue of Captain Smiley just over there. That's incredible. Holy shit. Amazing. Okay. I also said, I did say Professor Layton. Okay, I did guess that. Yeah, okay, that makes Layton sense for cool. you. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And the last one. <laughs> okay, so Paul gets partial points. It's Nolan North crossed out, and then it says Desmond Miles, which is the Assassin's Creed guy. Oh, weird. So partial <laughs> points. I'm shocked I said that. Wow. Okay. I've, uh, especially John. Desmond and not like Ezio or something weird. Yeah, right. I guess because that was like the through line. I, I don't know, man. John said Nathan Drake. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. He said Duke Nukem. How are you feeling with that answer? I think that was pre Duke Nukem Forever, or it was just as it was coming oh, okay. out. So I was excited sure. for it. Uh oh, <laughs> oh no. the last one. What is this? <laughs> the horse from Shadow of the. Colossus. Oh, I was definitely trolling at that point. I was definitely trolling at that point if I said Agro. Um, there's there's like a follow up that reads. Then they started to say names after their choices. So I think we just had some random names out there. Mm. We have King of All Cosmos. Yeah, good one. Okay. Ratchet and Clank. I'm not okay. sure who would have said that. Maybe maybe Nathan. I might have said that. Dante like from Fred. Devil May Cry. Here's Dante okay. and any of the Ninja Turtles. And I probably also Which, said that. That's that's John. Yeah. Okay. That's a, weird. That's a good one. I was definitely trolling if I said the horse from Shadow of the Colossus. That's, really, All right. that's super that, that me trolling. Good. Holy, I cannot believe my answers. What? Captain Smiley. Jeez. Captain Smiley is an amazing, amazing choice, which definitely makes me wonder what the hell was the wording if that was what we were going with our three I do characters. remember enjoying that game, but not that much. All right, VGC right, Kenny says, as Canadians, are you more confused by British English or U.S. American English? Neither. Yeah, I wonder what they mean by confused. <laughs> like, we we switch back and forth between the spelling of the two. I use a lot, I add, throw a I, lot of U's into things all the time. That's what I was going to say, is Canadian is kind of a combination of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um and like we have a bunch of the U's, but I I say even a lot of the time we, I don't write with those U's. Even growing up, I didn't really write with those U's because mm. there's so such an American influence, you know. Yeah. Sure. I guess if I had to pick one, probably British, because I know there's some slang that doesn't resonate with me, whereas like all. American slang. Oh, you're saying I understand. You're saying British would confuse you more. Yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely have like none of the slang from over there. That's the biggest thing. But in terms of like the spelling, sure. It's a combination of them. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, see. I, I, I kind of I guess I think I see it cuz Ugi brings up a good point in chat. Is pants in Canada underwear or leg clothes? They're they're leg clothes. They're yeah. Yep. But they can be oh, referred to as both essentially sometimes. 
but yeah. more common, never more commonly in just Canada, pants. Pants is yeah, referring. I've never to. heard someone in Canada say pants, meaning their underwear. Also, there's a. Uh, if it, it gets even more confusing, there's Canadianisms where different provinces say different things for different stuff. <laughs> like is it, there? Like what? Like Sas, uh, Saskatchewan calls <laughs> hoodies bunny hugs. What? Okay. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard that. I know a sled means different things in Canada and the States, as well as beanie and toque are different. Like, there's weird different Canadianisms for everything as well. I know toque is, like, not a thing down here. I can't think of what sled would be besides, like, a toboggan. I can't remember what it is either, but it's definitely something different to certain people. John, do you got any, like, East Coast ones you can drop on us? Because I feel like there's got to be some like newfie ones, right? Oh, there's there's a oh, ton I'm of sure. newfie ones, but nothing's coming to mind. Uh, the only one I can remember right now <laughs> is from an old comedy s- skit, and uh, it's a hangashore. And a hangashore is basically a hangashore is basically a lazy person because it refers to someone who wants to go help with the fishing, but instead of going on with them, they just hang out on the shore waiting for them to come back. Definitely sounds like a like maritime province. We're surrounded yeah. by water, kind of saying. <laughs> yeah, I have a list of some here actually. Okay. Um. Apparently, boot the Sika provider of liquor, more common in Alberta. Like, I've I I've never heard that as an Alberta. Find, find somebody. I've definitely heard this before growing up. Where it's like, can you get your brother to boot for us? You've never heard that? Oh, actually, now that you say that, that's <laughs> right? a little familiar, but like, but like, I've maybe heard that like once in my life, but yeah, that, there's but no yes, way that, that does sound common. common. No, yeah, um, okay. in BC and parts of Alberta, ginch for underwear, for men's underwear. I've heard that. I've definitely I've heard, heard that. that from some people before. Um, skookum uh, well, in British Columbia. What now, did you just say to me? Strong or robust? I've never heard that either. <laughs> a buckle bunny, apparently, is a female rodeo groupie, which I've never been to enough rodeos to know that term, but I mean, there as, you go. as people from Calgary, or, you know, who lived in Calgary a long time, um, I feel like we're the most likely to have heard that, and I've never heard that. Let me see some from Atlantic Canada and see if John knows any of these. Maybe... Keep in mind, some from Atlantic Canada will be different because if they're from, like, the actual Maritimes versus Newfoundland. What about Angishore? What? Angishore? I don't know if I'm saying that right. A weak or miserable person? I mean, that's what I just said. Hangishore. Oh, is it? Okay. What about Jinker? Not familiar with that one. Someone who is a bringer of misfortune. It's like, oh, man, that guy's such a Jinker. Uh, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie's a piece of shit. <laughs> what? No, I don't know. It. Okay. It, here it says thin or bony, but okay. I mean, it might mean different things to different people, so I don't know. No, I was I was joking. I don't know what that one was. Oh, okay, all right. There's also a slur here that doesn't mean the thing we know it for, but I'm not going to say it either way. And it's a bundle of half dried fish. Is what they used to refer to. Oh, I think I know which one that is. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Can't say that one. Yeah, anyways, words are weird. Oh, there's a second question here. A new David Cage game is announced, and Adam Sandler is set to play the main <laughs> character. <laughs> I, I saw that fucking Herbie Halloween or whatever. Is what, How was uh, it? Oh, man, you should have uh, talked about it. Oh, my God. I thought it would be maybe just kind of like a stupider, Ernest Scared Stupid or something, like a cute little Halloween thing. It is a fucking mess. It is a travesty. He did say he was going to make the worst movie ever if he didn't get that uh, that nod from Uncut Gems. Cool. He might have. <laughs> he Damn. might have. It's real Damn. bad. Damn. Um, okay, David Cage game is announced. Adam Sandler is set to play the main character. Does it become a disaster? Yes. Or w- will the two forces somehow balance each other out and make something good? I would probably still hey, I play got, it. I got- I got one problem with this question. It implies that David Cage is some really great director. So he will balance out the really bad Adam Sandler. And I don't agree with that. (laughs) Because those games are complete nonsense. And the story is pretty shaky. Like, they're okay at best. Um, So I think it would be a bad game. And, yeah, and you'd have to and you'd have to watch and listen to weird computer graphic Adam Sandler probably scream or do like a That's, dumb just, voice. Yeah, well, there would be like facial recognition that could get like a hyper realistic one like Ellen Page. Right. But but it'd be Adam Sandler. And yeah. all I can assume is it would be a lot of him yelling about robots or something or ghosts loud or man. ghost robots. <laughs> yeah, ghost robots. <laughs> Yeah, bad. How do you think it would be, uh, Paul? Bad, bad? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Um, if people would like to send in questions for next week, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Mm. Mario 35. Yeah, Phasmophobia. Uh, mine is Ghost of Tsushima. All right, um, and for the Patreon, the TDP Plus poll is live right now, so go vote on what November's game is going to be. Four choices, so go check that out, and um, or or you know subscribe so you can listen to whatever we're going to end up talking about. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.